Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. and turn in your Bibles to John chapter 17, okay? This is, this is the last scripture. This is, this is the end of it right here. Hopefully you have, uh, you have your card still. Hopefully you're going through it. You're looking at it. And uh, this, was, this was for this week right here, John chapter 17, right? And, and John chapter 17 is a crazy good chapter, right? What do you know? What, what do you know about John 17 before we even turned there this week? Was there anybody that knew what was coming? Did you know anything about John chapter 17? Pretty famous chapter. It's Jesus, Jesus' prayer, right? Jesus is praying. He prays for himself. He prays for his disciples, his apostles, and then he prays for those who will become disciples from their message. And so we're going to break this down just a little bit today. Uh, but before we start, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thanks for bringing us here. Uh, Father, thank you that uh, we can gather, that we can study your word. I pray that your Holy Spirit uh, just inspires us uh, to follow you, Father, to, to have the uh, just the energy and the gratitude to follow you closely, to help others do the same. Father, thanks for these midweek uh, just times together. And at the same time, Father, it's, man, the middle of the week. A lot of work is going on, Father. Please uh, just give us a great focus. Uh, Father, please help us to, uh, to, to really pay attention to your word. And please teach us how we can repent. Please teach us how we can follow you more closely. And please, we want so desperately to be used for your uh, purposes, God. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's look over here. John chapter 17. All right. John chapter 17, verse 20. I pray, Jesus is praying, he says, I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be one in us so that the world may believe you sent me. I've given them glory. You have given me. May they be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they be made completely one so that the world may know you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire those you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. I made your name known to them 
and I will make it known uh, so the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. So there's some things standing out. Is there any word or phrase or anything that stood out to you as we read that? One. <laughs> One, right? I mean, it seemed like that was over and over, you know, that they can be one, just like we're one, that they'll be one. And it's just kind of this over and over and over thing. Anybody else pick up anything? Yeah. As we are one. As we are, right, yeah. Yeah, it's this idea of this oneness, God and Jesus and us, and, and this idea of being one together, right? Anything else stand out to you? Guys are so shy today. Quiet, tired, something. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, there's this idea of being in, right? Of this, this idea of one, but also Jesus saying, you know, I'm in the Father, I'm in them, they're in me, I'm in you. It's this idea that we, we have to kind of think through this a little bit because Jesus is teaching some pretty significant truths about his kingdom, right? And, and, and it's very easy, I think, in our world today that, we, you know, essentially in, a, in, in kind of, you know, American Christianity, so to speak, is it's very easy to go, no, I'm a member of a church because I had a conversion experience and I show up each Sunday. That's very different than what we read here, right? It's very different, all right? And so he's asking us some things, but there are two things. I feel like me and you, we need to take this into deep consideration as we think about what the next week holds, what the next month holds, all right? Because here's the interesting thing, is that um, there is a ton of things right now that are trying to divide people, all right? If you turn on the news, it's going to be about division, all right? If, if, if you have conversations, oftentimes it's going to be about division. Why? Because we're trying to vote this week. All right? There, there's division over the philosophies of mask use. And, and here's what I want to say. Not going, well, Keith, what, what are you saying? What's, what should we do? What, no, that's not my point. My point is, is that the church can get divided over that. All right. And, and when you look at when I when I think of masks and I think of voting and I read Jesus's prayer in John 17, I'm going, those two should never be close to one another. Like there's no galaxy that what we divide over should be anywhere near what Jesus is calling us to do. All right. And it's it's our responsibility. All right. The division has to stop in the kingdom of God. OK, we've got all these things we've got. We're, we're divided over voting. We're divided over Mass, we're divided over Supreme Court justices, right? Because, man, here's, here's what I love. Patrick, you said this last week, all right? If everything turned out the way we wanted, everything turned out the way we wanted, with the virus, with the election, with the Supreme Court, with social unrest, if everything turned out the way we wanted, would you be happy knowing that other people still didn't know God. Would you be okay with that? You wake up in the morning and you go, man, I feel great. Everything went my way. My candidate won. I got everything I wanted. All, you know, 
And would you be, that's not an okay thing for disciples, right? We've got to go, man, people have got to hear this. And I hope we have ears to hear what Jesus is praying. Could you imagine if Jesus was here right now and he was down on his knees and he was praying and you knew he was praying for us? Right? Would it, would it carry any weight? Would you go, man, this is, I mean, could you imagine hearing a prayer of Jesus? And could you imagine leaving that and going, I'm doing my own thing? Wow, I think we can imagine it. This is one of these things that should challenge us here, okay? And so we have all of these things, and this is just a little bit, all right? Because you have everything from, from like superficial, like college athletics that divide us and all of these different allegiances we have. And, you know, if you're in the comics, it's DC or Marvel. And it's like everything has a division, and Jesus is going, hold up a minute, not in my kingdom. Okay, and that's got to be a conviction that we have here. Okay, let's look at this. Here's an excerpt. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me. All right, uh, just stop for a second and think about what that means. All right, because remember, Jesus wasn't trying to win a contest of who can sound the most spiritual. He wasn't trying to get on a gift card at Lifeway. He wasn't trying to get on some kind of fancy, like, framed picture with his quote. He's saying this. He's like, this is how one I want my people to be. That they're one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be one in us. Right? Think about that. I want you to ask yourself this question. How would life change? What would have been different today if the reality of I'm in Jesus, the Father is in Jesus, and we're that kind of one? Would anything have changed today? Right? Would, would purity have changed? Would the way we speak change to one another? Would the way we love, would the way we share, would the way we serve knowing that this is a reality. This isn't just a really neat spiritual thing. But he says this, may they also be one in us so the world may believe you sent me. I've given them the glory you've given me. May they be one as we are one. I am in them, you are in me, okay? This is a huge concept that we have to stop for a second and think about the, the implications of God in us. All right. You have to stop and think about if God is in me, okay? Because I could ask the question, right? What if you had like a camera on you throughout your day, right? That we were going to show up here on Wednesday. All right. What if we all got those? We all got a camera. On Monday, we put it on and we wore it until the next, you know, till Wednesday. So like 48 hours. You wore it everywhere. Would you change behavior at all because of that little camera? I would imagine yes. <laughs> I would imagine we think, man, wow, I got to be really careful about what I say here, what I do, and how. And that's just us. But going, no, no, God is in me, right? That He wants us to have this kind of 
oneness, right? This supernatural oneness, not a natural. It can't just be because we're in a building together that we're one. It can't be because we, because here's the interesting thing. Look at the, look at the, just, just the, the landscape of Christianity in the world today. All right. Somewhere along the lines of 30,000 different teachings of Christianity. That should be mind-blowing that we can all have this book and we can have 30,000 different teachings coming from this, okay? Could you imagine how amazing it would be if, if all there was in the world was the Christian church. Could you imagine how powerful that would be where everyone was saying, listen, Jesus is my Lord. All right. Unfortunately, what we try to do is we try to like find churches that will will have to sacrifice the least. Right. We we look for things that we go, no, no, I got to find a church that's going to conform to what I want. But could you imagine a worldwide church that all decided we're conforming to Jesus? It doesn't matter what I want. This is what we're going to do. And he says, there's a supernatural oneness that comes from this, okay? I love this passage, Romans 6, okay? Verse 3. Paul writes this, he says, Are you all unaware uh, that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus, right? You go, man, where on earth do you get the contact of the blood of Jesus? He goes, don't you know? You are baptized into Christ Jesus. You are baptized into his death. Right there, that should be the greatest news in the world. It it, it just should be. We're going, oh my goodness, is that easy? You you mean that's how we come in contact? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in a new way of life. For if we have been joined with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly be in the likeness of his resurrection. And so there's this idea of where do we get joined with Jesus? Where do we become one? Because it isn't a function of us earning something. It isn't a function of our works. It isn't a function of those things. It's a function of grace and faith spelled out in obedience. Right? It's this idea of going, man, that's, that's what it is. This is where we come in contact. Man, you line me up for that. I mean, that's really good news. And so it's this idea of when this happened. Okay, so June 22nd, 1997, I remember clearly being joined with Jesus. I I remember the swimming pool. I remember the people. I remember everything about it. Right? And that's the thing. Here's the miracle is you mean I got joined in him. Galatians 3.27 says that all of us who are baptized into Jesus were hidden in him. So could you imagine? Man, I'm a mess. Graduate school student, right, at Florida State University. And and God going, we got to hide that dude. Like, no one can see Keith anymore. Right? He's got to be hidden. There's this oneness that happens from this, okay? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, okay, so so here's what I want us to to dig through a little bit is, how important is this supernatural oneness for us? 
Okay. How, how important is it? How high up on the, uh, on the scale was it today and will it be tomorrow and the weeks to come? In 1 Corinthians 1, he says, I urge you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, that there's no divisions among you and that you're united with the same understanding and the same conviction. Right? This is supernatural oneness. Right? This is, this is God's kingdom. And, and remember, God's not begging us like, please come in. He's saying, my kingdom is here. It is good news. But to come in, we've got to die to ourself. And we've got to make him Lord of our lives. And what that means is when we look at passages like this, we're going, he's right and I'm not. Right? He, he's right about this. Like, there should be no divisions. I urge you, agree in what you say. Be united with the same understanding and the same conviction. All right? Boy, that is a challenge right there. Like, if you look around right now and go, I'm on this, we have the same conviction, or do we? Okay. Because this is, this is serious business right here. Philippians 2. Fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, okay? Now, here's what that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean that you have to think the same way about the teams that you like and the clothes that you wear and the styles and the, all these other things. That's not what it's talking about. Think the same way about the kingdom of God, about Jesus, about discipleship, that you think the same way, that you have the same love, sharing the same feelings Focusing on one goal, right? So again, isn't this really amazing? When you see this, Jesus praying, let them be one. All right. Can you imagine how pleased Jesus is when his church is one? All right. It's to go, man, they, now, now here's the tough thing is, what's really difficult is that if we look around and look at the same people, we just gave our, that's the reason why this is so hard. Because of people. All right? I mean, it's true. We would get along great if everybody was exactly like us. Thought the same. I mean, wouldn't that be, you think about it. Think about all the things. You go, man, if I was 20 people that thought the way I thought, that would be the worst church in the world. That would be so horrible. All right? And, and here's the thing again is, let's not steal from God's glory. When, when God is trying to show the world that, no, my church will love one another, will be united together, and they will be totally diverse in their ethnicity, in their thought process, in their political leanings, and all that kind of stuff. And here's the reason why. is because when the whole world is being divided, they should look at the church and go, how do they love each other? How, how does that happen? That's supernatural for it to be that way, right? Focusing on one goal. Romans 15, verse 5. Now, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement allow you to live in harmony with one another. Right? So if you like music, right, harmony is a pretty good thing, right? You, you, you know anything about harmony, Lucas? Well, tell us a little bit about harmony, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll redirect it into the microphone here. And man, isn't it beautiful? Whoo, man. 
He says here, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement allow you to live in harmony. Here's, here's the difficult part. If we're not praying for each other, there's not even going to be a thought about living in harmony. At all, there's no like, how, to, how, how do I, remember, harmony is not, you're singing the same thing. That is different, but it's blended together beautifully, right? That, that's such beautiful teamwork, okay? I love it. According to the command of Christ, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with a united mind and voice. All right. See, we're, we're talking about having the same conviction, having the same goal, living in harmony, this supernatural oneness, right? First Corinthians 12. Instead, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable so that there will be no division in the body but that each member would have the same concern for each other. Here's the deal is, this is hard. It just is. When it comes to people, it's difficult, okay? Um, There's a really neat book that was written like 20 years ago called Everyone's Normal Till You Get to Know Them. Okay, That, that was the title of the book. And the first chapter was The Dance of the Porcupines. Okay, and, 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 and it's how these... Okay, like this is going to become PG-13, okay? So just put your, put your adult uh, ears on here, okay? But essentially the chapter was on how porcupines mate, <laughs> all right? And how delicate that was and how difficult it is to do that, right? And the, the entirety of his chapter is like, hey, man, you want to know what? It's tough as humans to interact with one another. And, and, and you know, like, he did a better job of putting it together than me, but you know, you, you read the chapter going, I, I get that, man, because you're picturing porcupines, and it's like, wow, this is very, you know, and, and here's the thing is, 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 boy, with people, it's, it's tough. We've got to learn how to do it, right? We've got to learn how to do it. This is hard. It's much easier to give up and go find somewhere else. It's easier to do that. It, it just is, right? And we, and we have like the built-in excuses. Okay, is well, I want my needs to be met and I want all these things to be done instead of going, hold on a minute. I, I want to be in the kingdom of God to give. <laughs> like my needs are met when I give. It's amazing how that is. Ephesians 4 talks about diligently keeping the unity of the spirit. So, so here's the thing. Have you bought in yet to this spiritual oneness? Like, is this what you, you, you read these passages you hear the prayer of Jesus and you're going, wow, what does your prayer become? Like, like what's coming to your mind going, oh boy, I'll tell you what, I have to start praying about this like right now. All right, because this is tough. Okay, but he's saying this, so the world will know. How, how important is that? How important? How, how, how long can you go? without sharing your faith with somebody, studying the Bible with somebody, like seeing people come to Christ. Like how long can you go? How long can we go as disciples as okay with that? I go, no, no, it's, it's fine. Right? And Jesus is going, no, man, I'm, I, I've, I've constructed this kingdom and it's this beautiful place for diversity, for people to come together to give, for people to come together who are all different, to love one another radically, 
And so the world will know. All right? It's fascinating here, okay? So the world will know. Matthew 18, we read this, we, we read this Sunday a couple weeks ago. If Jesus were to say, this, this is what I'm about, okay? If Jesus came up to each one of us and said, man, Tyler, this is what I'm about. Jessica, this is what I'm about. Lucas, this is what I'm about. Now, could, could we, in good conscience, look back and go, me too. Man, man I get it. I, I get it. Or would it be like, is there somewhere? That makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable that I would think, yeah, really? Like, that's what we're here for? Isn't there better things to be here for? I mean, lots of different churches would tell you, yeah, there is other things to be here for. Except the one we're following says this, okay? So remember when he was praying, let them all be of the same mind, having the same conviction, having the same goals, okay? Because the goal isn't this that we decide in a room of a group of people to come together and agree on things. We're actually coming together to say we actually agree on what God says. Like that's where we're being drawn together. Matthew 28, right? This, this idea of go and make disciples of all nations, right? To go and make disciples and go, oh man, this is what Jesus was praying about. That they be united, united in like what's, kind of food they like, united in like what kind of style of clothing, united in like where they prefer to live, a beach or a mountain, united, no, 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 united in the purpose of the king, right? So here's the thing to look at here. I was writing this down and going, is this what I'm praying like. Embarrassingly, as I study out John 17, I'm going, these things oftentimes don't find their way into my prayers. Okay, I pray for people. I pray for people to become disciples. I pray for these things. But when I read John 17, and I go, am I praying that we are joined with him supernaturally? Am I praying that there is absolutely no divisions? in God's kingdom? Am I praying that desperately? Why? Just because it's, it, it's a great thing? It's because this is what Jesus was earnestly praying to the Father for. C can you imagine what that sounds like? That, that we would have the same conviction. If we were praying each day, and again, I'm not negating the, the worldwide, you know, church, okay, of brothers and sisters all over the world, but I will tell you this, it's much easier to love brothers and sisters that you've never seen oftentimes. All right? So we do that. We go, oh, no, no, man, those brothers and sisters over there in Lagos, man, I mean, I love those guys. Those, they're awesome. That church, nothing's wrong with that church. Well, the minute you walked in, there would be something wrong with it. Because <laughs> there's people. Right? But it's, it's difficult when it's us right here. It's difficult when it's us right here, okay? And going, man, am I, am I praying that, that we have the same conviction, the same goal, that we're in harmony with one another? You see, what's interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong there, Lucas, but here's the thing is, with, with harmony, it's kind of like, could I, if, pretend I'm a singer, 
Okay? <laughs> yeah, they've got to pretend. Like, that may be the hardest thing we talk about tonight. Okay? <laughs> is pretend I'm a singer, okay? And, and there's like me and Lucas and Ben and Mike Salter. And we're up here like a quartet, okay? And I just start jamming on my own. Is that harmony? Like, if I just decide, I just want to start, like, being louder, doing my own thing. Is that harmony? It doesn't work, does it, right? I mean, harmony is, hey, we've got to all know where we're going and what's happening and being able to be conscious and thinking of one another, right? And so it's that idea of, of what a powerful prayer of, Father, let me live in harmony. You know what's hard about that? That means I have to yield. <laughs> that means I have to yield. That means you have to yield. Then we're going, hey, you want to know what? If it comes down to a fight, if it comes down to something, let me, let me yield here. Okay, what's it going to take for us to be in harmony, right? Because the world must know, right? Th- think about your classes. Think about your, your, uh, your families. Think about work, your job, you know, whatever. Think about that. Do people know us as people who desperately love one another? It, this, this happens sometimes. Have you, ever, have you ever had that happen before where, where you meet somebody and they go, oh, I've heard about you before. Like, like you might have met somebody and, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of you, Liz. Brent told me all about you. Man, it, and that dude, he, he loves you. Right? That, that's powerful. All right? Or, or could it be something where, oh, I've heard of you. <laughs> you know. And, and it's kind of like nervous laughter, maybe, but not funny laughter. Like, I've heard of you. Okay? And now here's the thing is, is in our, in our people world of, like, humanism and, like, bickering and division that we talked about before, we actually think there's value in that. Like there's no problem with that, all right? But think about if that was happening as Jesus was kneeling down next to you, praying for the unity of the kingdom, all right? Could you imagine that? Of me being okay with divisions and me being okay with that stuff, and at the same time, Jesus praying, please, Father, so the world will know. Let them be one as we are one. Thought I had another one. Whoops. So let's go back and read this again, okay? Turn back to John 17. We're going to finish up with this. We're going to talk a little bit. John chapter 17. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. May they all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be one in us, so the world can believe you sent me. I've given them glory you've given me. May they be one as we are one. I am in them, you are in me. May they be made completely one, so the world may know you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. All right, so we're going to stop right there, but just think about being present at that prayer. Just thinking about it in, in the heart of Jesus is just pouring out. 
All right, and, and then we've got to go, hold on a minute. Are, are we as deeply convicted as we see Jesus being? Okay, He's not saying, God, the world will know they're one because they know more than everyone else. The world will know they're, they're, they're in us because they all went to seminary. The world will know they're one. The world will know that you've sent them because they can raise the most money, have the best band, the best preacher, all these things. No, 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 no. He, he said they'll know by their spiritual, this, this supernatural oneness, this love, this togetherness, this harmony. But just like one of the things that Patrick was sharing last week is this idea of what we're shouting to the world. Like what we're shouting, are we shouting this? Like, are we shouting this, right? This idea of Romans 12, of outdo one another in, in honoring each other. Like we're going out of our way to, to love and to encourage one another, right? That, that's pretty cool. Tell me this, what would it be like for real? Like if you could get rid of it, and it, we were perfectly like that. Like every one of us were just zapped into being perfectly like that right now, All right? What would be the best part of that to you? In the next week, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I, I don't know if everything's going to go great with the election. I don't know if everything's going to go great with race relations. I don't know if everything's going to go great with coronavirus. I don't know. I don't know if there's not going to be a new coronavirus in a month from now. Okay? I, I don't know. But, but here's the thing is, is in, in, I, I don't know how many of you guys watch or, or enjoy the movie uh, Gladiator. Gladiator's so good. It is such a good movie. But, but there's this time, Gladiator is in the arena. And everybody is scared to death because they're about to open the doors to let something into the arena that's there to kill you. Okay, animals, lions, these things. The, the, the doors are about to open. And, and, and the, one of the best lines is Gladiator, essentially he turns around and is like, hey man, whatever comes out those doors, do, do not separate. Whatever comes out those doors, man, stay together. Right? Whatever comes, I don't know, and this is how it always is. I don't know how it's going to be tomorrow or next week or next year. But this idea of whatever comes out those doors, let there not be any division. <laughs> let there not be any like, uh, like differences in goals and in conviction. Like that's our conviction to go, as far as it goes with me, I can't let that happen, all right? Because again, the more I've thought about John 17, the more I think if I were to be present to watch Jesus pray and to hear him pray, okay, I don't think I could help but just weep listening to this. Seriously, I mean, it's not, you couldn't just sit there and listen to it like audiobook, all right? It's, it's the creator of the universe, is praying for us. And if we really, the, the more we get in connection with this, I think if we witness this, 
this prayer alone would change our hearts. Like just watching Jesus praying this way and pleading this way. So my encouragement is this week, let's keep going back through as if we are there with Jesus as he prays this and thinking, man, I'm hearing him. Now, now what, should, what could I do? How could I be? Right? What is this calling me to be with my brothers and sisters? So um, let's pray. We're going to be done at that point. Um, and then you're dismissed. And then don't forget the different things we have coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all these things.